This episode of the Knox Comedy Podcast is brought to you by the Cape Fear Comedy Festival. The 5th Annual Cape Fear Comedy Festival takes place May 7th through 10th in Wilmington, North Carolina. The Cape Fear Comedy Festival features live stand-up, sketch, and improv comedy performances, as well as comedy short films and multiple meet-and-greet after-parties. Submissions are being accepted now for this year's festival. You can go to capefearcomedyfestival.com for more information and to submit. Hey, uh, I was going to come in through this door, but nobody else did. And then I thought to myself, self, they're going to think, you think, you're better than that. And I don't think so. So I came up on the stage, and I'm not going to lie to you, I pulled my groin. And when I yelled about Bobby Rahal, I pulled my throat groin. So now I'm stuck in this spot right here. I'm gonna do the rest of my set like this. Right here, I'm a scared man. I'm a scared man. I realize I'm a scared man and it's kept me alive. Being afraid of the right things keeps us alive and I'm glad that I continue to live because I'm afraid. I was on the mountain, I live on the west coast and there's a mountain close to where I live and I hike all the time. Uh, you're not supposed to hike mountains by yourself because it can be dangerous, blah, blah, blah. I don't have enough friends to go with me every day. So I'm hiking, and I'm on a fire access road, which is like a dirt road where emergency vehicles can drive in case there's a fire in the hills, right? And I come around the bend, and I'm by myself, and sitting in the middle of the fire access road, all by itself, just chilling, minding its own business, I saw a bobcat, and my soul took a shit. Uh, that's when you know you're scared when you poop your metaphysical pants. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it had this look in its eye like, what are you going to do about it? Right? So I scurry home and I call a friend of mine. I was like, dude, scariest moment of my life came face to face with a bobcat on the mountain today. And he goes, oh, one of those little things? You can shake it off your leg like a dog. Oh, really? Shake a beast from the mountain off of your leg like it's a chihuahua trying to get its rocks off on your shin? I don't think so, Phil. I called another friend of mine because I had to tell some more people. I was like, dude, I saw this bobcat on the mountain today. had this look in its eye like, what are you going to do about it? And he goes, oh, yeah, my house cat's got that same look. <laughs> oh, your house cat has the same look in its eye that a bobcat does? So, buddy, let me tell you the difference in cat when it comes to house and Bob, okay? <laughs> house right now is chilling on a windowsill, looking to catch a lazy nap, maybe seeking out a hot pipe under the hardwood floor. Bob is off the grid, see? Don't call him Robert, hasn't seen his family in years. No time for two syllables when you're surviving on the mountain. You at house is nuts, Cliff, when he was eight months old, because you didn't want him making strays or spraying sweaters when he was older. <laughs> Try to get a knife near Bob's potato sack and see what happens to you. You better come equipped with Zeus's lightning bolt and some leather working tools. That sack's been tanning in the sun for years. Durable, pliable like a catcher's mitt in Cooperstown. You feed house salmon out of a can. Then you buy for it and put it into a porcelain dish, and then you feed to it. Then when it's finished eating, it makes its waste in a box with scented rocks. Oh. Bob catches a bird mid-flight in his claws. 
eats that bird alive and then shits a spinal cord. <laughs> He's got blood under his nails and a story to tell. House right now is high on catnip chasing a laser pointer listening to the dark side of the moon. Bob's writing a manifesto about the redistribution of wealth by candlelight out of rabbit bones he somehow figured out in meltdown with a piece of a twitching beard in his bird. So do they have the same look in their eyes? I declare they do not. The gentleman from Southern Ohio says nay, says nay. Nay, they do not have that same look in their eye. So what are you gonna do about it? Well, Bob, if I can call you that, I'm gonna gently back down to this mountain, AKA your living room, as quickly as I can, but don't be too upset if I'm not too fast, because about eight years ago, I made love on a pool table. My knees have been fucked up ever since. But not you, Bob. You've been banging it out on jagged limestone every day of your life. And you're still fleet upon. Good on you, Bob. Good on you. So, Bob, I'm going to take these bulky pool table fucking knees down this mountain and go to the department store so I can buy some new fucking underpants. <laughs> And that was Ryan Singer recorded at the Pilot Light on Saturday, December 13th, closing out Knoxville Comedy Week. Uh, In this episode of the Knox Comedy Podcast, we're going to be, of course, talking about shows we have coming up in January and February, Um, but also we're going to be playing an interview with Alex Cole and Jeff Blank, as well as a clip from Mo Alexander, who will be performing on the Star of Knoxville Riverboat coming up this month. Before that, we're going to go ahead and get to Alex Cole and Jeff Blank talking about Alex Cole's show, The Business, which he helped start in San Francisco and now has expanded to New York and L.A. This is Jeff Blank and Alex Cole. You run The Business show in New York and it was in, would you say, San Francisco? Yeah, we just started in New York. It was a show that we started, I started in San Francisco with three other comedians. And uh, I wanted to start something because I wanted to st- I was starting to do feature sets, longer sets, and I, there was it was hard to practice something that was that long because most open mics or showcases aren't going to give you anything beyond 10 minutes if you're lucky. I was talking with a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Bucky Sinister, and he was a, um, like a spoken word guy, like, okay. like a poet guy. And um, like in the late 80s, early 90s. He went through recovery because he also was a, a drunk and a, a speed addict. And he came back and he was trying to do his prose and his poetry again. And he wrote a book on recovery for people that are like atheists and weirdos, basically. That don't want to totally buy into the AA stuff. And, um, and so he was starting to do poetry again and he wanted to get into comedy. And so I was talking to him one night. We were eating real late at the taqueria. And he's like, I'm just going to open a, a storefront downtown. I'm like, I'm going to live in it, I'm going to put a chair in there, and maybe a stage, and I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to read. I'm going to do my readings. Well, I want to do longer sets. Let's find a theater that'll rent us cheap enough that it would just be like splitting another bill. So we did find a theater, and we found two other comics to do it with us who are in the same situation. And uh, we found a place called The Dark Room. And we started doing shows that were two hours long, and each one of us would get 30 minutes. And we could either do all 30 minutes every week, or we could curate it. Like, uh, if we wanted to give half our time to another comic that wasn't on the show. 
and bring them in to kind of do a you know a little feature special feature thing or if like Bucky came from a literary background so he knew a lot of authors and poets and anybody that was active in San Francisco in like the late like in the early 90s also had this network of just <laughs> like 90s style bizarro <laughs> like fucking entertainment options you know I like uh, <laughs> like like you knew some guy that liked to be beaten uh He'd go to these poetry open mics, and what was it? The guy liked to be beat up by like a woman, and then like have pies shoved in his face or something like that. It was like a kink. <laughs> he would just do this kink thing at the open mics. I don't know. He's he's got these crazy stories, uh, but and they're all incredible. And that's what made the show. Like he started doing that, and uh, but like two hours for four guys to split thirty minutes just turned out to be too much. We learned a lot. And like the first year, we knew there weren't going to be a lot of people, so we kind of took this oath that like if zero people show up, we still do the show, like we just do it for each other. Um, but just so we could have our four names on the show, the show was basically it wasn't just a showcase; it was it was our show, you know. Right. And uh, that we all still get the longest amount of time, so we kind of like improved. Wait, how f- many how many zero people shows did you do though? The first show was zero people show. <laughs> and you still did it? And we still did it. First time out. And uh I mean at that point you can't not do it. That's huh. that's easier than doing it week after week because that first that first show is going to have at least some awkward you know energy and enthusiasm and like we'd be like this is such a fucking crazy idea. Let's just do it. Let's just um but they kind of didn't give a shit. They gave us this you know, a decent rate, and we were their one, I think, like, you know, paycheck. Like, this tiny little theater, like, you know, it shaped itself, like, we started taking guests on, and, like, especially if somebody would come through town that we liked, we'd make sure that we'd try and get them on there. And so it was just all word of mouth, and by the time I left, it was, like, sell, you know, we're still selling out every week. But still, also, like, we kept, we purposely kept the door price really down, it was five bucks. Um, and we never raised that. In fact, we had coupons online. If you went to the website, we had coupons you could download and get in two for one. Oh, so it was like two fifty. Like if you you know brought somebody, and uh, those are real popular. I think that that helped build it in a lot of ways. But you know, it's like even when we brought on guests and stuff like that, the four of us we get the longest amount of time to do anything. And um, sometimes Bucky did bring in like the literary people, like authors and stuff like that, weirdos. Every once in a while, we'd interview, like, a local business person as part of the show. Mm-hmm. And almost always, it was, like, some restaurant that we wanted to get food from. Because that's the way you do it, right? Uh, like, we interviewed the sandwich guy that was popular in town. And then we were trying to levy him to, like, name one of the sandwiches after our show, but he never did it. <laughs> we, we, especially since we told him what we wanted on the sandwich. And like, didn't, still didn't like, do it? We want scallops and chicken fingers. and <laughs> I'm just going to call it the business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just call it the business. And that was Alex Cole and Jeff Blank talking about The Business, a show that Alex Cole began with a group of comedians in San Francisco where he started out. we got some shows coming up. Friday, January 17th, we have Mo Alexander and Richard Douglas Jones from Memphis, along with Memphis turned Knoxville comedians Angela Garoni and John Miller. Also, Knoxville's John John Pokin Beans and David Wright will be on that cruise. This is the January Knoxville Comedy Cruise. Tickets are $10 in advance and $12 at the dock, and the boat leaves at 10.30 p.m. On Tuesday, January 21st, down in Chattanooga at JJ's Bohemia, Evett and Bloom Productions welcome Kyle Kinane. 
Now, this show will sell out. Kyle's been back to JJ's Bohemia several times, but the place only holds about 100 people maxed out. So show up early if you want to get in. Otherwise, come the next night here in Knoxville to Side Splitters Comedy Club, where Kyle Kinane will be performing as well. That's Wednesday the 22nd. And as a reminder, here is our open mic schedule. On Sundays at the Speakeasy at Preservation Pub is the Upstairs Underground Stand-Up Comedy Open Mic. It is a 21 and up show to perform or attend. To sign up, visit facebook.com forward slash Knox Comedy Live and click on the events tab to find the most recent event for the Upstairs Underground. Place a comment on that event requesting your stage time. Uh, you will be confirmed by a reply. Performers get free pizza and beer for performing at the Upstairs Underground. On Mondays at the Well, Comedy Con Queso, another open mic that I run. I run the Sunday and Monday open mic starting at 9 p.m. with signups happening in person beginning at 8 p.m. Uh, free chips and queso for anyone that starts a tab. Tuesday at Old City Comedy at Carleo's in the Old City, an open mic run by J.C. Ratliff. This month begins the Old City Comedy Stand-Up Comedy Contest. You can visit oldcitycomedy.com for more information or message J.C. Ratliff on Facebook directly. Thursdays is Left Hand Comedy, hosted by Colin Gerberding. Visit facebook.com forward slash lefthandcomedy for more information and how to get signed up. Friday is Knox Vegas Stand-Up Comedy Show at Sassy Ann's. This is a show put on by Knocked Ricks. Sassy Ann's is located in the downtown Fourth and Gill neighborhood. To sign up for this show in advance, uh, which you have to do, uh, contact Knocked Ricks through Facebook. That's N-A-K-H-T Ricks, R-I-C-K-S. Or you can visit the Knox Comedy Facebook group to get signed up because you'll see the event invite posted on there every week. Uh, or you can call Sassy Ann's and talk to Knocked directly. We also have a semi-regular show going on at Spicy's in North Knoxville and also Back to Brewski's in Oak Ridge. The last Back to Brewski's show was Friday, January 10th. The next uh, Spicy's show will feature Tim Northern, and that will be on Saturday, February 15th. The very night before that, Tim Northern will be on the Knoxville Comedy Cruise. That's a Valentine's Day Knoxville Comedy Cruise in downtown Knoxville. That's on February 14th. Now we're going to play a clip from Mo Alexander, who will be performing Friday the 17th on the Knoxville Comedy Cruise. This is from his release, Just In Case the Mayans Were Right. This is Mo Alexander. I'm one of these guys that gets excited when a woman tells me she's bi, and then I hear that word polar three minutes later. <laughs> I wish I was making this up. I, if you are crazy, you want to fuck me. That's all it is to it. I have hooked up with some of the craziest women on the planet. I was in Jacksonville, Florida a few years back, hooked up with this chick, 23 years old, six foot three goth chick. Mmm, crazy. Cause she's sitting in the front row where you are sitting, sir, and I'm looking at her, she looking back at me, and we can just tell we are both fucked up individuals. We go to the lobby, she starts hitting on me, telling me some shit about herself. Like how she just got out of jail for beating a bitch with a lock in a sock. <laughs> I just like to state for the record, if you ever have a 23-year-old, six-foot-three goth chick telling you she just got out of jail for beating a bitch with a lock in a shot, you do not show fear. You got to play that shit off. Yeah, girl, you went Dr. Seuss on her ass, didn't you? 
rhyming and beating at the same time. Oh my God, we went back to my hotel room. I, I did, I ain't shame. We about to get freaky, we about to do the do, we about to get nasty, we about to do some sweaty, sweaty, sweat, sweat, sweat. We about to get nasty. We go back to the room. She starts undressing me. I'm like, yeah, baby. La, 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 la. She starts undoing my belt. I'm like, la, 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 la. She starts blowing me. And I'm like, la. Are you having a seizure? Do I need to call a doctor? Are you okay? I'm not trying to be gross or disturbing to the people in this room, but I'm the survivor of the worst oral sex in the history of the planet Earth. You know how bad it was, guys? I'm gonna tell you, I made her stop. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad it was. We don't make y'all stop, I'm sorry. I love that the guys are like, no! Women are like, we can stop? No, no you can't. We don't make you stop unless there's blood losses happening, you understand me? And I made her stop and she, and I'm like, I'm trying to talk to her because I'm thinking she's ever seen you. need a doctor, you okay, what's wrong, you all right? And I, she stopped and I pulled up to talk to her and she's crying. Fuck. <laughs> Please God, let her not be 16 and tall for her age. Um, why is she crying? I am so scared, why is she? I'm like, baby, are you okay? You, why are you crying, are you okay? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I know that was bad. But the last time I had to do that, I had a gun put to my head. I'm a comic. I'm a Memphian. And I'm an asshole. The only thing out of my mouth is, um, okay. <laughs> I think I got that in my drawers. <laughs> Should I unload it or is this role play? Uh. What? I'm a freak, you people know me. I'm wearing a thong right now. And it doesn't lift and separate, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Be a weird cutoff line in my nutsack later on, sorry. And that was Mo Alexander from his album, Just In Case The Mayans Were Right. He'll be performing Friday, January 17th on the Knoxville Comedy Cruise. You can get tickets at knoxcomedy.com. Now we want to play a track to close out this episode of the Knox Comedy Podcast from Tim Northern. Tim Northern will be on the Valentine's Day Comedy Cruise and on February 14th, and then he'll be the very next night at Spicy's Comedy Night uh, in North Knoxville. So check out Tim Northern, and thanks for listening to the podcast. I will do a math joke in honor of the text going out. I hope y'all like this one. This is a math joke. Um, yeah, man. I gotta get back in character. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Man, it's crazy, man. I went to the psychiatrist, man, and uh, man, I was like, hey, look, psychiatrist, you know, sometimes I don't feel like my full self, you know. There are times that I feel like I'm point one of who I should be, you know. And other times, I feel like I'm one over 10. And he's like, look, man, I know what your problem is. You're too tense.
That's a Tim Northern original. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. I was on a blind date one time, and I, and I noticed that she had one of those breast implant operations. You know, yeah. She wondered how I knew, and I was like, well, you know, usually people get both of them done. <laughs> That one was nice, though. It was real nice. It was real perky. Yeah, it's crazy. What's this? What's this? I was in Memphis, and you know, I like to dance. You know, I like to mingle. I went to this. I went to this club in Memphis. It was a rough club. It was real rough, man. I went in, and uh, this woman, she was like, "Hey, you want to dance?" I was like, "Yeah." So uh, she started shooting at my feet, and I was getting down. Boy. Made my way over to the bar, man. I saw, uh, I saw this beautiful woman standing at the bar. Went over and I tapped her on the shoulder. She turned around and uh, she was David Copperfield. February 26th, The Pilot Light.